Welcome to News Munch. You're looking to the world of weird. I'm Jay. Who said anything about a Christmas episode? No one. N- not me. That one, not at all. I didn't do it. Oh. And here are your weird news headlines. Northumberland Heath Police launched a full-scale investigation into a sword they found when searching a vehicle in Erith. It has since been revealed to be a replica. A town in South Carolina recently passed a law declaring that it is now a juggalo-free zone. A man watching pornographic videos at work accidentally broadcasted it to a large advertising screen in the Chinese city of Liang for an hour and a half. The leader of far-right anti-Islamic groups in Australia was seen ordering food from a kebab shop. And finally, Robbie Williams has started blaring loud music and dressing like Led Zeppelin frontman Rob Plant in an attempt to annoy his neighbour, Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page. Those are your weird news headlines. Joining me in the studio is Fraser. Hello. Brad. Hello. And Dylan. Hello. If you haven't listened before, here's how the show works. We each bring a weird story to the table, we pitch it to everyone else, and at the end, we all come together and decide who has the weirdest story of the week. And first up, with their story, is Dylan. So, uh, I think, uh, here at News Much, we love a good animal story. I feel like that's something that's been a recurrent theme for you, Fraser, for me... Uh, I don't know if you've ever done it, Brad. Um, I probably have. I, I'm sure I have. And I love the love them boys. And uh, Jay, as I've well. had a chicken. Yeah, I've had an otter. Yeah, so, uh, we love the animals. Here. You've, you've had, had a scorpion. A, you've had an egg laying boy. I'm sure that's the kind of animal. <laughs> he wasn't human. <laughs> so uh, you wanted... had the wasp. You had the, the wasp. wasp. The wasps. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so stories. I wanted to add to that uh, extensive lineage of uh, weird animal stories. <gasps> Mutant sharks are found hiding out inside deadly underwater volcano, which could erupt at any minute, guys. Sharkano. Sharkano. <laughs> Mutant sharkano, Brad. Mutant sharkano, boys. We don't find out that they're mute until the end of the film. <laughs> Dylan, are you trying to tell me that Shark Boy and Lava Girl is it's a real a, thing? It's, it was a docu-series by the <laughs> National oh, Geographic. Sounds like they've procreated as well. <laughs> in an abstract sense yes. were, they, were they brother and sister yeah yep. explains why they're mutant shark <laughs> so experts from the National Geographic led an expedition to Kavachi an active volcano off the coast of New Guinea uh, the spout last erupted <laughs> in 2014 the dive team were not expected to find any signs of life in the murky waters around the active spout but when they sent a robot sub down there to explore the volcano's landscape they were quickly proved wrong Blooming sharks. So no, no one ever <laughs> searches somewhere and finds sharks. And it I have a surprised. question. Go on, Fraser. Is it Guinea in Africa or Papua New Guinea? Uh, it's New Guinea, so Papua New Guinea. Oh man, everything's <laughs> up there. They eat people. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> this is the, no, no. This is multiple episodes in. You you have dismantled the people of Papua New Guinea. I, I'm uh, surprised they haven't all teamed up and sued you. No, it's like quite a cultural thing in Papua New Guinea to eat human flesh. You've brought this up already on a show before, Fraser. This isn't new yeah, information. Get, like now. this is nothing to do with what I'm on about. So, guys, uh, obviously, no signs of life should be found in an active in the waters near a volcano site whatsoever. I want to get your thoughts on how hot do you think it gets around that point? But. 40 degrees. Well, judging from... That's that's the hot times here. Judging from somewhere else that gets no signs of life, Margate, I reckon it'll be 37 (laughs) degrees. The height temperature. Margate in the summertime is a desolate landscape. It's just the bloke from the Libertines just constantly eating (laughs) that big breakfast. That's all Margate is now. Fraser, I'm Uh, scared to ask your opinion on something for fear of a story or a sidetrack, but go ahead. (laughs) 
Uh, this reminds me of the time when I was out with my uncle. Uh, it's <laughs> no, a specific joking. reference to degrees. Yeah, so you know when you're in the shower, not with my uncle. <laughs> um, yeah, go on. And you have the perfect temperature, and you go, oh, I could go for a bit more of this, and you turn it up, and before you know it, you've got um, lifelong burns on your body. I'm looking for a number here. What was that number? I'm going to go 39. Uh, yeah, well, you're all wrong. It's 1,300 <laughs> degrees Celsius is the temperature of the water. And the sharks live in that? Yep. There are three species of shark. How that big live are they? Big. They big? are big sharks. They're actual sharks, man. Actual They're... sharks living in lava water. Yeah, obviously not the magma. Like, they're living in the water around that, which is obviously heated up because as tectonic plates shift, they reveal more of the Earth's core. Magma starts shooting up and building away up, and hence that's why you get formations of mountains. Uh, so the water around these tectonic plate shifts is so hot that nothing is supposed to live there. That makes not sense. Even, not even microorganisms. The sea is cold, so they're in a warm spot. It's yeah, not, I get that. Yeah, warm is well, an Jay, you get two gold stars for working that one out. Warm is an understatement. Thank you for solving what, the uh, why are we confused? The mystery behind the geothermic sharks, Jay. Uh, so, ocean engineer told Brennan Phillips told National Geographic, when it's erupting, the volcano, uh, there's no way that anything could live in there. That's what, disco- that's what makes discovering these animals down inside the volcano so perplexing. They're living in a place where they could die at any moment. So how do they survive? So basically, the, the sharks probably, like, as soon as they can feel a rumble coming on, they probably, like, dip. It's like, did anyone ever play the Tom and Jerry fighting game on PS2? No, I wish I did. Yeah, I, I placed third in a top eight Basically, at once, at one point in the level, like the fridge would freeze, and then the whole level you have to get on a specific point. So that's what they do. Here we go. It's here comes the rumble, and then they all just dip. They all go to cool waters, and then they come back in when it's all nice and toasty. I feel like you're all vastly underestimating the heat of the volcano water. I think you're vastly underestimating the faults of these sharks. <laughs> like. You, you're conflating the idea of like a freezer going a bit hog wild, it's like going sicko mode, and like, yeah, I suppose you could think of it like a geothermic hot tub, yeah, hmm. where like they're just—it's obviously perfectly estimated, if you ask me. Thanks, thanks, Jay. You'll get a smack off this. <laughs> so it's not the heat and the acid. So another thing about this and why it's so inhospitable is because there's an acidity level in the water because it's like a whole bunch of magma coming out. Hmm. It's not pure. It's not necessarily the type of water that these animals are used to living in. So there's heat acidity and these all make the conditions what should be uninhabitable so uh, brennan phillips regards for this uh, regards this affectionately as the sharkano which means you are bang on the money at the start of this 10 points for me there's another reason great name another reason why this is bad it's very turbid says brennan phillips so the water is very cloudy none of these things are good for fish so <laughs> scientists believe that these sharks have mutated to survive this so what we're seeing is like active, quick, and an immediate sense, uh, mutated evolutions so they can inhabit hotter temperatures. So these sharks are basically the show-offs in science class. We're like, oh, look, I'm going to put my hand over the Bunsen burner. Oh, look, I'm touching the acid. <laughs> but they're sharks in a volcano. <laughs> what did you get for science at GCSEs, Brad? I got an A and a B. In what? Uh, science and additional science. That stuns me. Yeah, I, I didn't put my hand in Bunsen burner. They did scare me. Yeah. So That's why you got an A. Yeah. <laughs> didn't put his hand over Bunsen burner Check. instant pass <laughs> recommended for higher education that's the difference between taking the foundation and the higher exam <laughs> fire hot you're taking the higher <laughs> sorry B-Tech kids are stuck with the younger bunga burners <laughs> bashing rocks together in the fields the B-Tech is they're just looking around just, ow so, don't worry Sally you'll get there yet 
So the discovery raises further questions about what changes they've undertaken, because obviously if they're mutating to adapt to hot, acidic waters that are so cloudy and so bereft of life that there's nothing else that they can feed on there, how are they surviving in the first place? So Phillips is asking, do they leave? Is that a, is that a sign that's about to erupt when, like... And like I Like the Tom and Jerry fighting game. Shut up! <laughs> Stop! So, like... It, it, uh, my visual of that is like so the volcano starts opening up not just at the top but like beneath the waters as well so you see this massive swarm of sharks like swimming towards like land and they're all like co- covered in like acid water and ash from the magma and it's just it just it sounds like a proper hellscape the idea of these sharks being released when a volcano is about to erupt I love it I love it yeah so do I. I, I I like the image you're painting yeah so there's three species that are in there uh, the scalloped hammerhead shark the silky shark and the uh, my personal favorite, the six grill stingray. I, I oh, that's not, that's that's not a shark. shark. <laughs> it's a stingray. We I like, all jumped I like, on him. I like We've to, been sold a false narrative. I also like the one who Dylan said silky shark. Me and Jay both made the same face. Like, which ooh, was like, ooh, silky. <laughs> I feel if I was a shark, I'd be a silky shark. I feel like if you're trying to mug off, uh, this, uh, uh, just because the stingray isn't a shark doesn't mean it isn't surviving in 1,300 Celsius water. Yeah, but it's flatter, right. isn't it? Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it surviving air. <laughs> bring, it, bring it up here we'll have a breathing contest swim down there and try be in the water for a bit no you're right <laughs> don't let him Steve Irwin you <laughs> he's still so, got shooters up here <laughs> the fear is basically with this um, no one can really explain how these sharks are surviving in there are they feeding on each other like what do they do for sustenance Ca- is this a cannibal lava shark? Yeah, cannibal lava like a well, battle royale. Well, they do live in Papua New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a battle royal underneath the Earth's crust, as they're just like trying to get the victory royale. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, stingray dinner. So, like, obviously, this is a kind of a it's a very surprising sort of development, especially as like a as what's supposed to happen with volcanoes is that when the tectonic plates shift and a lot magma starts moving up, it forms these territories. So one hypothesis that I've taken as a good one is that there are these water pockets that are forming underneath. And while they may be extremely high temperature, it's not like they're swimming in magma, although I wish they evolved to do that instead. I think that would be much more interesting. <laughs> they need to step their mutations up. Next thing you know, they'll be breathing air. Oh, yeah, and then they're coming, coming straight for you. <laughs> straight to the ghetto with shooters. <laughs> Thanks very much for your story, Dylan. <sighs> up next with their story is me. So, guys, this might be a big ask, but is there any crimes that you're willing to admit to right now? doesn't have to be real high-key stuff. But I don't have to tell you. some kind of um, thing have, that you probably shouldn't have done. I but... frequently fished without a license. It's terrible stuff. Fraser, anything you want to get off your chest? Hmm. I think it's best that I don't. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, Brad, yours isn't too bad, and Dylan and Fraser, you... You held back because you're not quite comfortable revealing your your criminal activity to the world. It would have helped if the rapper Z Chronic had done the same thing because uh, he's facing some legal trouble at the moment. Uh, he stabbed a man in 2017 in his face, and he may have gotten away with it as well if he hadn't released a song called Slash Your Face. <laughs> nice. Such Love a Scooby Doo ending. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for my meddling clout. <laughs> In so, fact, I actually uh, want to play you a clip from the song. I cannot wait. So, um, yeah. guys, Slash Your Face by Z-Chronic. Here we go. Sounds um, like Wu-Tang Clan. 
Quite catchy. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like this quite a bit. So that was the song. So um, not only did he admit to, uh, he, is he alluding to knife violence, he's also admitting to drinking lean, which is 2016 drugs. No, so he said dirty, the Dirty Sprite, which is which just is, Sprite Cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> so other lyrics in that song include, um, I just made the news, but I'm innocent man, and also the lyric, it was self-defense, his b*** stuck my d*** he should be glad he ain't in a body bag. Mm. Yeah, there's no beating around the bush there. He's certainly. Uh... Well, no, at least. Put... I hate when a b- sucks my. D- and I have to stab someone in the face. <laughs> it was self defense. <laughs> yeah, he said. That's what I don't. Un- I don't understand why that lines in there. Is That's why saying, I never like, like b- suck my. D- I, d- I just that... don't want to stab anyone in the, the face. Is, it's odd about that because when you say those looks, uh, you you always think like when they use rap songs as evidence. There was that Key and Peele sketch about that same thing. Rap album confessions. Rap yeah. album confessions. Yeah. So like the idea is like. Obviously, they don't think about the lyrics to put in. That seems like there was a lot of thought put into that, as like there is a legal catch-off. It sure? was self-defense. I made the news, but I'm innocent, man. Yeah, but at the same time, he said it was self-defense, and then he was like, "You should be glad I didn't do worse to you." <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't doesn't kind of quite add up, does it? The way nah, th- he's innocent, man. The way I'd like to see it is that this he was riddled by guilt and he needed to hand himself in, but he thought. <sighs> Just gonna have to release some sick mitsk tape. I want to. I want to show you guys the cover to to the single as well. So this is this is Z Chronic. Uh, for those who can't oh, see gosh. because it's a podcast, yeah. it is a uh, horrorcore gonna... style. Yeah, thing. for those of you that can't see words when you imagine <laughs> them in their head. I yeah. was gonna explain it, but Dylan, if you don't, if you don't mind explaining sure or somebody, thing, Jay. I'm happy to. Do oh that. wow, he looks way less cool than I thought he would. Hold on, I Jesus think Jesus in the background. I tell you what, I think I'll do a better job of this. Right, so um, there's... Yeah, please refrain from swearing, though. Okay, so viewers. Listeners. Listeners. The... Yeah, Let great me try again. Out. Real great great oh, shut up. You're the one saying it was well thought out lyrics. Especially in my face <laughs> and I drink dirty Sprite. Um, anyway. Uh, you find it was so... no fist, oh, but bless your anyway, face with my fellow, fellow hosts and um, listeners and podcast aficionados, this is what's going to win us an award. This is like cereal. Close your eyes. Picture... A Fortnite streamer in a 2003 Honda Civic holding his mum's kitchen knife and then in like really bad 70s horror movie font slash Yo Face by Z Chronic. And then there's a picture of Jesus. I think the picture of Jesus is my favourite part of the cover. Very, um... It's very 90s. Very 90s. Yeah, very... It wrecks your heart. Can't have spent much looks, on the looks graphic looks like design. a Dapiff mixtape cover, especially, yeah. <laughs> I'd love if he also got dumped for copyright for the picture of Jesus. <laughs> Catholic Church comes after him. You're going to have a rough time in jail, boy. <laughs> so as it turns out, this is all over <laughs> some rap beef. His victim is a guy called Philip Manzi, and he's also a rapper. So apparently they'd been collabing on some songs together, and uh, Z Chronic, whose real name is George Chronister... <laughs> um, like I said, view- listeners, um, Fortnite. picture Fortnite streamer. <laughs> They had been he working together, dubs. but then then Z Chronic released some songs without giving the other guy credit. Uh, they set up a no weapons fight because he, he was so mad, and they both had a, like honor they... amongst SoundCloud rappers. Of course, they both had a guy with them, and their two lackeys started fighting first. Uh, <laughs> Send in the boy, and then... the undercard <laughs> on the SoundCloud Royal Rumble. And then Manzi slightly antagonized uh, my boy Z Chronic. He said, "Oh, aren't you going to help the guy out?" To which Z Chronic stepped out with a knife 
and then stabbed Philip Manzi twice. That's Once, disqualification. Multiple centimetres from his eye, but very close to his eye, and the other in his lung, and it actually collapsed his lung. Oh, Christ. Oh, um, wow. Popping a fleshy balloon. So in the court case... <laughs> So in the court case, the song was actually used as evidence, like you suggested earlier. Um, and Z Chronic tried to use the stand your ground defense, which is basically what we're saying in the song. It was self defense. Uh, funnily enough, the judge did not see it that way, probably because of some of his lyrics. Rappers get in trouble with the lyrics like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Bobby Schmurder, Lil Boosie, um, recently Lil Plantation. Have, have you guys? I know if, I've not heard of any you, of those. Oh, you haven't heard of Lil Plantation? Where's the, he um, from? He, America as well. Which part? Mate? I, I don't know. Florida, isn't it? <laughs> Z Chronic is from Florida. Funnily that enough, that makes sense. Um, so so I'll I'll take a quick tangent and tell you about Lil Plantation. He uh released some songs like um Whip Hands Free, and that sounds bad. Um, Especially by Little Plantation. Yeah, I know. But, you know, whip yeah, can mean a... car or something, so maybe w- it's not that he, bad. Was he a white rapper? He was. Uh, uh, poor then, taste. Then you delve further into his music and you see songs like All Slaves Are The Same. Oh, my God. Then you hear him using the N-word with, like, a hard R. Oh, God. It's like, oh, God. Turns out also... Not in a kid... fun little pump way. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out also the kid's in eighth grade. That means he's 13 years old. Oh wow! Oh gosh! I know. So they, they yeah. start young these days. Little plantations are uh, getting in trouble, self in trouble with some police, and I think what I'm trying to get across here is that don't, don't... make racist <laughs> rap songs. No, no, but like, yeah, that too. Don't slash faces. Oh yeah, but if you do don't slash brag faces, about it. don't brag about it in your lyrics. You don't have to be real in rap. Like we know this. Hi, Rick um, Ross. Exactly. I'm glad you brought up Rick Ross. Rick Ross is a great example. Do you know why Rick Ross isn't as real as he says he is? Yes, because Rick Ross got famous off the back of a 2006 hit called Every Damn Hustling, but he actually used to work as a correctional yeah. facilities correctional officer. Correctional facilities officer. And the name Rick Ross is actually the name of an actual like drug dealer. Yeah, mm. Rick Ross is known as the cocaine rapper, or like one of the cocaine rappers. He stole from Pusha T. Big wheezy boy. So, you know... <laughs> that's, just, that's not fair to make fun of a fat guy like that. You don't, you don't have... <laughs> While looking at me... <laughs> <laughs> He's slim. Guys, I'm telling you, he's slim. Look up a picture. Um, So what I'm saying is he doesn't need to use it in his song. I do kind of get why. The song, kind of a tune. But at the same time, is it worth 22 months in jail? To be honest, 22 months in jail is a very light sentence. He was handed 22 months and a three-year probation. Could have been 15, but his dad's a county sheriff, so he probably got off quite lightly because of that. So what, was it like assault or like... Uh, yeah, Attack I think Attack with so. a weapon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, American law system is different, so it would be a different His thing. dad's a county sheriff. I just imagine, like, a King of the Hill type scenario. you just <laughs> got this, like, very uptight, like, American dad. Like, stop doing them darn raps. <laughs> and, you know, if we think that punishment isn't very severe, then we sh- I should also say he w- he's not allowed on social media anymore. That was another wow. thing that the judge dictated. So his career is essentially over. Yeah, but in Because a nice... he can't, they can't get clout. Yeah, he can't, but... His mum's kind of helping with that in a nice supportive <laughs> turn. Um, she now controls his social media account and helps send fan mail to um, George Cronister in jail. Yeah, if you sign up to the uh, Z Chronics uh, fan club today, you'll get a free duffel bag with replica murder weapon, <laughs> well, assault weapon, and a copy of the mixtape Slash Your Face. It's fire. It is. It, it, first, first fifty are signed with a signature, <laughs> with the knife, with the victim's blood. <laughs> 
<laughs> it dries out after that. That's my story, guys. Before we go on with the rest of the show, we have some breaking news for you. After introducing Amish buggy lanes in Indiana County, traffic incidents have risen drastically, with the latest being a man in a Honda Civic causing an Amish buggy to overturn. We have Holly live in Indiana at the scene of the altercation. Thank you, Jay. Here with me is the Amish man involved in the incident. What was your name, sir? Uh, Amos. Amos Stolforce Miller. Just Amos, then. Thank you for speaking to us. Uh, no problem. It feels a little odd uh, being on the radio. It's uh, very much against what I, what I stand for. But my side needs to be heard. Uh, this whole event has been incredibly traumatic for me and Roger. It shows us the, the barbarity of modern life and the pain that technology can bring about to, to those least suspecting. Those horns on, the, on cars sounds like the beast himself and made us lose control of the buggy. Roger, is that your son? No, that's my horse. He's incredibly shaken after the whole thing. There you are, you piece of sh... Oh, what's this? Gonna cry to the media about it? Excuse me, what are you doing? We're trying to do an interview? You are an abomination of a human being. How could you? Oh, yeah, okay, pal. Look, he cut me off. That's all there is to it. How am I being made out to be the bad guy? Okay, so things are obviously heated between you both. What actually happened? Ever since the new by-roads were made for Amish buggies, drivers have been harassing us, throwing their garbage at us, blasting loud music, and generally being a nuisance. That's been okay for for the most part, because they go by in a flash. Then once the roads started getting more and more full, well... I shouldn't be penalized for driving on the side of the road that I need to get to. The lane covers the left turn into my drive, and I'm supposed to wait half an hour for this asshole to get a move on and get out of the way? Sir, what can I call you? Jeremy. Right, so Jeremy, you intentionally overturned the buggy? Yes, well, no, I just honked my horn. Not my fault this guy's riding a goddamned horse. Now, this is our road. We can do what we please. You weren't moving, man. What am I going to do? Wait for a glacial shift? That's faster than you and your buggies. Excuse me, Amos. How fast do buggies go? Uh, normal speeds for horse-drawn buggies range between uh, 5 and 8 miles per hour. So that's exceptionally fast. We can't exactly overcharge the horses, can we? Is there seriously not any other way around this? Look, man, I apologize for causing the problem, but this is insane. Like, I know you can't use Uber or anything, but this, uh, well, this actually, is Actually, uh, Uber is uh, quite popular in our community. It's uh, important for the, the Amish to adapt to modern concerns. Say we need to go, I don't know, uh, Las Vegas for some reason. Uh, we're not going to ride for 40 days and nights. <laughs> we'll die. Are you kidding me, boy? Damn Abraham Lincoln looking <laughs> Bob, wait till Nelson hears about this. Isn't that completely hypocritical? Like that goes wholly against your beliefs? Well, since we're not actually uh, using the cars, uh, it's acceptable. Just happen to be uh, inside of them. Then what was the point of the roads? Mm, the buggies look nicer than a Honda Civic, I guess. I can't believe this. How do you book the rides, then? We write a letter. A letter? You know, like a letter? They tend to get there on time. Well, there you have it, Jay. Back to you. Fair enough. Honda Civics are pretty gross. You're listening to News Munch on CSR. Uh, Dylan and me have both pitched our stories. 
Next up, we have Brad. Thank you very much. Um, guys, Valentine's Day, once again, popping its head around the corner. Start of February. Hope you guys... Have, you did a Valentine's Day story last year. In though, this very you? room, yeah. It's, it's, it's a national tradition now. Um, national. Just now, my, yeah. It's my one. Here we go. So, yeah, a lot of people take the opportunity of Valentine's Day. You know, it's a very romantic, loving day. Yeah, to pop the question, to, you know, finally engage that man or wife, you know, man or woman. Yeah, so women are just wives, Brad, yeah? Yeah, men and wife. Or ghosts. Remember your story from last season, Or ghosts, you know, anyone. So, um... If you know you want to pop the question, you want to show that love, but you can't, you can't just afford, you know, three months' salary to get your ring for your, your lovely, lucky lady. Why not get one in Poundland? That's right, Poundland are selling engagement rings, and you've all bought one already. It feels like Poundland have like followed the course of someone's relationship because a couple of years ago they were selling one pound vibrators <laughs> for Valentine's Day, and now they're up to wedding rings like this. This Poundland progression of <laughs> impoverished relationships is going really well. So, someone yeah, next year they're going to one guy in Poundland. Yeah, someone somewhere is real. All these initiatives. Yeah, real happy. He's like, oh man, uh, my life's going really well. So like two years time, we'll get like, could... Poundland divorce papers. <laughs> a lot of people, um, Poundland are approaching this from the whole idea of you know you can it's a symbolic thing, and then you go out and you know you buy your real ring. But a lot of people are taking it seriously, and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know what? I'll save a lot of money. I'll get one. Uh, one user has said, you know, this is the best idea ever. I don't have to spend a lot on my wife. I can just get her a Poundland ring and post a picture of the right one. It comes in a variety of colours. Uh, you can have... Uh, what, like mood rings? <laughs> they change colour. It's that kind of engagement ring. Um, it comes in green. How do you feel about where we're going? It just turns black for doubt. Oh, gosh. Um, obviously, a lot of people are all for this. A lot of people are saying this is um, against, you know, the, the ethos of giving up a lot for the, the special moment, for the special, you know, symbolic giving a ring over. But I'm personally behind the idea because um, I love Poundland. I spend a lot of time in there. Um, my... <laughs> it live, I live on, it's one near my home. They, they sell some crisps. Shopping like. or recreational time? <laughs> just, just enjoy. Just go to Poundland. Seeing what, what you know, is playing on the um, uh, self-service machine that day. <laughs> if it's not... <laughs> Know yeah. This. No? yeah, they do this? different voices. Uh, if it's Halloween, the there was Dracula. There was an Elvis, uh, Elvis one for a while. Just... Oh, I think I vaguely remember hearing about this. Chris, it's it's not the first time. What's the voices at the moment? There, it's just you like, spent so much put, time in there. <laughs> please place the. It's just the normal one. Just oh. Please place the. It's really annoying. Like as as an enthusiast, it's it's quite the low period. Um, it's not the first time Poundland have gotten into trouble around Valentine's Day. Um. Last year, um, there were photos of um, the spec sheets for like the promo ends at the end of the aisles and where they had all the Valentine's Day, you know, buy a card, buy a teddy, nice and cheap. So the, on the left-hand and right-hand sides were pregnancy tests that were good and told their employees to put up next door. <laughs> oh, God. So things have got a bit saucy after the vibrator. <laughs> the year they are, she's up with Duff. Next year, oh, I've got to put a ring on it. I like how we oh, went from assuming for heaven's sake. I like how we... For heaven's sake, for the narrative is great. Uh, yeah, I like the idea that we've went from a, a positive, beautiful, like yeah, you know, the relationship's going really well to uh, just Jeremy Carl style. I got to marry you for it's pound for the kid, not yeah. Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you're getting an engagement thing from Waitrose, it's not much. I've better. betrayed my people. <laughs> you don't worry, poor people. I'm one of you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Poundland are famous for just selling some crazy stuff. I found I found a list of things. You can get a PS3 game in Poundland. Do you know about this? What Which game one? is it? They stock the uh, Mel B PS3 workout. 
So how does that work? Like, do you just... Uh... You've got, you got to press the buttons as you're doing the things. So, so, so you don't get to work out with Mel B, so it's, not so like, it's just it's, watching it's, Mel B work out. So it's it's like, like a rhythm game. It's not like, <laughs> but there's a user rhythm I thought a Mel like, B a based rhythm game. I thought it'd yeah, be like, like Guitar Hero, but with Mel B on screen instead. Uh, yeah, and she's working it be, out. I thought it'd be like Wii Fit or something, because like, PlayStation have those stuff. That's yeah, but this crazy, is PS3. Like, voyeuristic. Yeah, PS3. Yeah, PS3 have PS3 anyway. Yeah, it had PlayStation Move. It was well, like a motion control. It was awful. You know, if you've got a PS Move and you're looking for all of the PS Move games, get yourself down to Poundland. That's what the big stuff is. Yeah, they will. If it's a pound in Poundland, it'll be you. You have to pay them to take it away. Um, yeah, as you've already stole my thunder, they sold the Bullet Vibrator a couple of years ago for a pound, which would take three AA batteries, which I thought was a bit excessive. Well, um, it's a heavy rumble, Brad. You can buy a <laughs> a bargain Vajazzle if you guys oh are up God. for that. Only a pound, I two fi- pound if you want to. I didn't know that was still the thing. Vajazzle. Yeah, that was a thing like early, like came early like 2010s. Five years yeah. Yeah. The yeah. thing, Poundland always like lick up the scraps. They're like, loom bands are still on south. Like, Are you speaking about like that they get the dregs of society shopping in there or that they're just really... They're stuck like 10 years in the past, trends. yeah. Yeah. Both. Both. <laughs> whatever, I mean, whatever I've, I've seen more dregs in Poundland than I have in any other pound-based shop. Even the nut- there aren't any left. Have really you ever been sad. to Pound Stretchers? I was about to say Pound. pound, pound stretchers. I've, seen, yeah. I've seen some right creatures in there. The people who work there. I As in Neopets <laughs> creatures for the DS, because we're not referring to any particular type of people. <laughs> creatures, all of them. I remember walking into a Pound Stretcher and like the, the, the doors were open, like the, the you know employee-only doors, and I looked into what I assume would be the break room, and it was just like a school chair with one really sad person sitting at the end of a concrete hallway smoking a fag. <laughs> I was like, oh, Pound Stretcher, you are sad. Maybe Pound Stretcher is worse, but there's no there's no Night Pista anymore. There's no Pound World. They've practically got a monopoly, so they can just do whatever they want, which leads... As long as it's for a pound. <laughs> which leads to some really interesting um, headlines, because they're always in the news. And what I'm going to play is Poundland Bingo, um, where I'm just going to throw these out. And you as have soon a bingo as, shoot. Uh, you just got to think of one in your head. Do you know it's, how bingo works? No, it's, I'm just. It sounded. This cool. sounds nothing like bingo. It's you not mean, bingo. It's not bingo. You mean quick fire Poundland facts? Poundland bingo. Um, <laughs> so these are just sort of some headlines which I think speak for themselves. Um, you know, Poundland has launched scented toiling, toilet paper in two festive fragrances. I've got that one. Have you? Yeah. Mark it down on your bingo sheet. Oh, okay. Jay's one. <laughs> A woman aged 83 died after slipping on a £10 10p bag for life in a Poundland. Oh, bingo! Oh! I had a two-by-two grid. (laughs) Uh, Katie Price goes shopping at Poundland weeks before bankruptcy hearing. (laughs) Probably to buy her own DVDs. Punching down. Katie Price works at Poundland weeks after a bankruptcy clearing. (laughs) A horrified toddler discovers mouse poo in a packet of Monster Munch in Poundland. Oh, that's just dire, actually. How did it get in? The last thing I bought from Poundland was an umbrella, so I feel like I'm going to be rubbish at this Poundland bingo. And um, you open the umbrella and a whole bunch of mouth poop comes out. Dead mice. Yeah. Whole nest. It's made of dead mice. It's just comprised of like, hold it up to the light. It's like, oh, there's, there's, there's Stuart Little. Uh, a Blackburn dad of three has spoken out about Poundland over the selling of inflatable willies and plastic breasts. A Blackburn dad of three. <laughs> <laughs> that should be worth way more than a pound. I'd pay, is, I'd pay is it? my Think life savings it. for a dad. So I took quick then. <laughs> oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. Oh, Brad. I hope his dad doesn't listen. Do you need a minute? <laughs> Quickly talking about engagement rings, um, I found this story um, where someone... Um, the, do you know that there's this live selfie um, thing that you can enable in group chats? Basically, 
if you send a photo, it will instantly go out and you don't get to click send. It just goes straight out. Um, that this, sounds this like woman, a recipe for a lot of mistakes. This woman got um, engaged um, and wanted to show off her ring um, to her family in a group chat. Um, and then as she was quickly hitting send on the snap, um, her fiancé quickly whipped his um, penis out and photobombed it. And before he could notice, the photo had gone off to the friends and family. And um, Nick was one of the people in it. And Nick was first to notice. And he did reply, um, uh, this is big. <laughs> <laughs> big if true. <laughs> Thanks for your story, Brad. Thank last, you very much. Last up, Fraser. Okay, so we're at the end of the show and I'm at the end of my tether. Let's see how this goes. Oh, no. Only well, surely. Are yes. the doors locked? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's only up from here. So, anyway, who remembers Jay's fun story about beauty cream made out of little Korean children's foreskins? I do. Yeah, I, I was like yeah. last episode, wasn't it? Well, that's no longer in vogue. That was 2018. This is 2019. You know what is in vogue? Injecting yourself with semen. I know this. Yeah. Brad um, does it every week. Sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know this. Um, I know the story of a man who has done this. Thank you for the clarification. And I cannot wait to rehear. <laughs> okay, so an Irish man has injected himself has injected himself with his own semen for eighteen months as part of an absurd bid to cure himself of back pain. <laughs> Doctor, did it work? Um, spoilers. It did. Ooh. Oh. Doctors discovered the man's bizarre home remedy after he turned up to hospital with a swollen, abscessed arm <laughs> in addition to his chronic back condition. That does sound like it works. It worked. While his main complaint was his back pain, the man's arm was found to be swollen with semen that leaked into the surrounding <gasps> tissues <gasps> from failed injections. Oh, my God. His nice. last yep. dose was a triple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, Dave, you don't need to have a single. We're leaving in five minutes. What? No, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So, I how does like, he source all of this? All of this uh, gets semen? on the source. Well, it's a home remedy, Dylan. So he just prepares by like he milks his cow, ah, into a pot. Then he uses a hypodermic needle. Anyway, um, <sighs> the the thirty three year old man um, showed up at Adelaide and Meath Hospital in Dublin after making his back worse. Okay, so it's not because of the semen, he made it worse, lifting a heavy steel object, and doctors identified the abscess and the rash on his arm. The man told doctors about a semen cure. <laughs> he just admitted it. And um, he admit- he fully admitted to his innovative new st- treatment that he'd been trying out for over a year and a half he'd been doing oh this. Oh, my God. Um, it's really funny because we have some quotes from the doctor who wrote about this in a medical journal. Um, the medical journal has some very, very, very choice quotes. Um, so this is one of the first things the doctor wrote in her medical journal. Upon further interrogation of this alternative therapy, he revealed that he had injected one monthly dose of semen for 18 consecutive months using a hypodermic needle, which he had purchased online. That's the most distressing thing. He bought a hypodermic needle online. You can get them five for a pound in Amazon. Did 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 he just use the same thing? The same needle? Yeah. Oh my God. You can catch chlamydia and HIV from the same needle nowadays. Crazy. <laughs> um, it was his own idea. No one egged him on. He just thought he'd give it a go. Where Where did he come up? Like, where Where did he think, oh, yeah, semen will do it? I tell you what. The guy said he thought of the The guy was quite proud of his idea. And he said he thought of it himself. And so the doctor did some research and... 
um, what she calls a search on the more eclectic internet sites and forums. She found no evidence of anyone else doing it with semen. An enigma. Truly an individual. Yeah, he's just been like... I picture him like on a bus staring out the window and just like... New Steve Jobs. I've got it! So here's his back. He's just like, oh, God, if only there was some way to fix this. And then it's like zooms into his eye like, is that Sir Raven? Light bulb. <laughs> <Yeah>, Ding. <laughs> Ding. Who would like to know the name of the report? I would. The, the, na- the, the name... Who the name of the report? No, the no. name of the report. Um, no, go on. Yeah. I'm the not going to be able the to... Name, yeah, just, the just name's a the cracker. Name. Just is it? The name. Semen the harmless back pain. An unusual Beautiful. presentation Beautiful. of a subcontinuous abscess. Yes. This but, woman's got flair. She should not be writing medical journals. She should be writing um, articles, mate. But She's yeah. Good. She should be a host. Yeah. But you know what the weird thing is? So he went to the thing with the back pain. He injected himself with the semen again. And they could see the semen in an x-ray of his arm. Oh, my God. That's so They could so see gross. where it leaked. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's it's really that's, interesting because they, fa- they found it, they found this fluid and they thought it might be some kind of pus, but he was like, "No, it's probably semen." <laughs> I mean, good on him for like owning up at that point and realizing it's a flawed plan. But after he injected himself with semen, his back improved enough for him to discharge himself, <laughs> and he wasn't stocking up on his dose. I mean, from hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. I thought that one was a real sinker. <laughs> It's a stinker. But yeah, he um, he opted to discharge himself without having the fluid drained from his arm. Oh, my, oh my God. God. There are nutcases everywhere. But the problem with this is that um, you can you can actually die. Yeah. Um, yeah, infections. It's not even infections. So when you get this fluid, just like this Moving rogue freely, fluid yeah. in your body, your mm. lungs can bleed and it can cause you to die. This has actually happened to a... 22-year-old man in Russia known as Popeye. <laughs> he used to inject himself with a homemade brew based on symphol and alcohol, um, olive oil and lidocaine and more benzo alcohol. That, uh, yeah, that's alcohol. the thing that people do mm. to like make themselves yeah. look like they have bigger muscles, right? He grew his arm 10 inches in 10 days. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and wow. Died. Yeah, he's not the only weirdo putting stuff that you shouldn't put into yourself in. <laughs> Um, a man in the US has died um, after complications from injecting his testicles with... Oh, oh, oh no. With silicon. But why? Well, like to make them bouncy balls? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, that <laughs> was great. Because at first it said genitalia, so I did a bit more research thinking he was trying to make the old um, wedding tackle a bit bigger, but no, it was his um, testes. Wow. Wanted big old testes. <laughs> good, 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 good about that. I remember hearing a story about a woman who was who worked at a um like a party shop and that they were mucking around in the party shop and she got pushed onto the nozzle of a helium canister and then it started inflating. <laughs> <laughs> and she had to go to hospital to get let out. Fraser. <laughs> I've had this working theory that you're the Willy Wonka of this group for some time. Is this like some sort of Aesop's fable sort of narrative of like... Yeah, don't inject into your arms. (laughs) What room in Charlie the Chocolate Factory is that? The sticky one. (laughs) That's where they made the treacle. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Brad. Salted treacle. Ah, stop. What? I mean, like, it's been curing his back for 18 months. It hasn't been cured. So, it's like, purely okay, placebo. Okay. Has, has, purely has placebo. The, has the, there are uh, better placebos out there. Did, <laughs> the, did the report have any sort of mention whatsoever of like any correlatory effect, like causation? Or is it just that this man did this, look at how weird and stupid he is? Um, 
Well, they the guy discharged himself, but they have issued a warning. Um, of course. It's quoted as the case also demonstrates the risks involved with medical experimentation prior to extensive clinical research in the form of phase trials inclusive of safety and efficiency assessments. I so basically, jargon. don't take a needle full of your semen to your back. It was his arm. There's so there's so many there's so many things wrong with that. Like for, for first and foremost, it's like obviously the idea of doing something that no one's got no one's got any idea about. But also, what scares me a lot and what makes me feel really like queasy about the whole thing is that he's using the same needle for 18 months. I mean, when you're injecting semen into yourself, I don't think you care about the cleanliness of a needle. I think that no, that's the thing though. It's a thing that passes you by. I just like that. Like, if it is a placebo, it's worked. I just like that. It was like, well, guess I'll do that. Back's better. Time to get out of the hospital. What about the abscess and the rash? Ah, no need. <laughs> we'll have a, more on that later from uh, Fraser, our semen reporter. <laughs> yeah, cheers. That was our semen reporter, Fraser. I prefer the term s- merchant. We here on News Munch like to stay on the right side of the law, and we go to great lengths to ensure that we have a great working relationship with police enforcement. After all, how many of these weird stories we talk about end up mentioning police? Because of this, we offer Dylan the opportunity to make a piece on what the day-to-day lives of police officers are like. So Dylan, what have you got for us? Oh, uh... Have you ever seen Bad Boys? You you didn't make a sitcom, did you? It's cop-related? Good eye, mate. It's us, your local bobbies. Ordinary lads working hard on the night shift, pounding pints and looking up the right wrongins. And you're listening to Cop Watch. True enough, fella. Now we're here to talk about the work we do down under as the men about town. And to laugh at the old colonists who wouldn't know proper police work if it hit them sideways on a Friday night. First and foremost, though, a story as old as time. British tales of chivalry and knights always have one thing in common. Salt. In this case, Northumberland Heath Police found one while doing routine investigations in cars in Erith. You'll never guess what I have here, boys. <gasps> is that? It is. The Sword of the Stone. King Arthur pulled that out of a rock, which is said to only be possible if you were meant to be king. This is your destiny! Where did you find it? In a car! And it's definitely not that. It's obviously a bayonet. Slaying down Nazis on the beaches of Normandy. Some soldier was stranded behind enemy lines with his rifle and his trusty, rusty bayonet to keep him company. It must be worth a fortune! Well, yes, but it's King Arthur's sword. No, 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 the metallic on it clearly dates back from World War II. How stupid can you be? Oi! Numb nuts! It's just made in China on the side. Ha ha ha! Told you! Bo- oh. What a bunch of drogos. See, in Australia, our police are more capable. There was a fella down in Tasmania that was giving his taxi driver grief, so the coppers got called, and instead of booking him, they decided to walk the geezer to bed. Right, next up, we've got some good-hearted lads on the force in Cumbria that just couldn't quite get their car parking in order. Specifically in the sense that they didn't call it into the office. And the office found that awfully suspicious. Everybody stand clear. Controlled explosion in three, two, one. 
What the hell was that? Oh, you all right, boys? Oh, nothing much, mate. Got a suspicious vehicle called in. Figure it best to cordon off the area and detonate it in case of any risk. Eh? That was our car. We just drove a guy to hospital in that. Oh, <laughs> really sorry. Oh, the boss isn't going to like that one bit, is he? I think I left my wallet in there and all. Nice little light show. Go on, my son. Another explosive encounter in Shropshire. Knife crime may be on the rise, but this art project that the coppers took part in could have blown the whole endeavour. Literally. I'm glad all of you are here to help with our Knife Angel sculpture. Knife crime is a really important issue, so it means a lot that a lot of these knives were mostly from reformed gang members. Also, a big thank you to Shropshire Police, who have a huge box of knives from their evidence locker, donated generously to us. Come on up, lads. Wasn't a problem at all. I personally packaged. Er, we packaged, and I sourced a lot of the evidence that we're giving you. Well, it doesn't matter who did what. It's such a lovely thing to have such engage. Ah! Who put explosives in here? Uh, I'd say it was the last one who took the bin in, if you ask me. Do you wish, pal, like I'm taking the fall for that. Well, that's all we got time for this week, lads. Tune in next time for some sexual stories about kelps down under. Uh, wrong show, mate. Dylan, that wasn't what I asked for. Well, um, I respect our forces, Jay. They weren't even our forces, they're Australian. Were they? You're listening to News Munch on CSR. We've all pitched our stories now, but before we decide who wins, let's just, you know, talk about our stories. Dylan, remind us what your story was. My story was that mutant sharks have been found inside of the water body inside of an active volcano. I I, I I don't know. I love this, but I, I don't know if I believe it. I think, is this, because this is this real. I have pictures of the sharks if you want to see them. And How the could stingray. they, t- apparently it was in. They the ho- sent a robot. They didn't like, it's not like, it's not like some guy swam down in a wetsuit. Jerry, like, go on, jump in. <laughs> Odds on, Sal's going down into the water, into the lava water. Ah, you said six, you said six again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I can't believe it. But then the, the water's a scary place. We know that. Like people living in the crazy bottoms of the ocean are like are like subject to like such intense pressure that if we went over, we'd pop like within an instant. Hence the blobfish. My 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 biggest fear in life is actually deep sea creatures. I think they're terrifying. So I get your point. They yeah. are terrifying. Have yeah. you seen that that the the the, the jellyfish? Is it a, no the squid? Where it's basically it looks like an um a jellyfish, but its tentacles are like twenty feet long. No, I haven't. It's because insane. I'm going to be thinking about that tonight. <laughs> Fraser, what do you think of Dylan's story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Like it's like, Yeah, it's weird. I find it kind of cool that these sharks exist because I'm an animal nerd. But also, like, what what do they do? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in a similar boat. I'm kind of more in awe at how cool this concept is than, like, freaked out by the weirdness of it. I like that there's lava sharks somewhere in the water and that we'll never really have to worry like, about them. If you were taking a poo and you read it on your phone, you go, huh, that's neat. And you just keep scrolling. <laughs> I guess the weirdness of it stems to the fact of... Um, it shouldn't happen. It, yeah, Nature it, is this crazy. Should, nature is insane. And obviously, like, as opposed to, say, something abhorrently terrifying, as we'll get to phrases later on, <laughs> and, and in every sense disgusting... I guess it was more like just just because it's just because it's like a 
awesome in the sense of like mutations can happen that these animals can exist doesn't mean it's not weird. Oh no, I agree. It is very weird, but I, I am overwhelmed with a sense of oh, these are sick. Yeah, you want to see the? I want to see the lava sharks too. Although if we do see the lava sharks, I mean there's a, there's a volcano nearby and we should probably run. And also, yeah, lava sharks probably have mutated to a point where they're gonna take over the world I'm just happy within you mentioning the sharks I got shark Kano within seconds yeah that was good job I'm good chuffed pull. with that I'll I like to imagine CV. that the National Geographic spent hours workshopping that as a, as a thing I'm surprised I haven't been called out for anyone for doing two stories back to back about how animals have been mutated to be bigger yeah you've just lost yourself marks on presentation now <laughs> yeah, you just shot yourself in the foot I hadn't thought about that <laughs> um, I mean I still think it's a weird story it stands on its own though it is. It is still a weird story. My story was about um, a rapper who really incriminated himself after slashing a guy's face and then <laughs> releasing a song called Slash Face. While I find this hilarious, crazy rapper does something crazy that bites him in the back is 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 the headline of every Pitchfork article of the past two years. No, it isn't. Rappers are doing mental stuff every day. I, I agree with every you. Every day. I agree with you in the sense of it's not the first Soldier time Boy this is happening. Well, trees. the thing is, yeah. a lot of the times with these, because there are a lot of cases with rappers and their lyrics being called into question, but a lot of the times that's uh, prosecutors trying to match crimes to similar things being rapped about in lyrics. This guy is specifically talking about the incident where he slashed a guy's face. He even references it, saying, I just made the news. He's talking about the thing. He's saying he did it. It's not a case of, like, mix and match. We'll try and fit this in to make it work. Very self-defense, because his ducked his Exactly. What sense does that make? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I like the story. I, I, liked, I think what I liked about it, though, more than anything else, was more that... Uh, the Z- song Slash Z- Your Face was kind of a banger. <laughs> it's a bop. Um, no, it's more that when you were describing the actual circumstance of the fight itself, because uh, his legal defense that, that makes sense in the sense if he got arrested based on the song, but how he was just he, in this Royal Rumble match that we had set up, he immediately disqualified himself. He is a so and so. I was going to use the B word, cheeky rascal, a, a rascal. Yes. I'm entirely in picturing the fight as like a Final Fantasy VII turn-based <laughs> game. <laughs> Z Chronicle uses nice slash face. Tekken Tag Team Tournament. Yeah. I just like how white he is. He's very, yeah, was he actually, very white. Was the guy in the car on the album cover definitely him? Yeah. No, oh my him. God, that's wow. Him. Can you just say his um, last name? George Cronister. Definitely Z Chronic. Um, Ninja on Titch streams. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely harasses women with his, with his Reddit account. Is this an incel rapper? Are we worth witnessing the rise of incel rap? I mean, no, he's not. He's not. A, he's he's fits or tries to make himself fit into that rap persona. So I've definitely seen, an incel. I've seen him freestyle with grills in and chains on. So you know he's happy taking that those sort of rap things on. It's just you know, it's it's kind of a a bit of a contrast with his whiteness. <laughs> yeah, Brad. What up? What's your story? Um, I eat Poundlander selling engagement rings, and for an industry that was once dominated by mad jeweler of pros like Ernest Jones, and another one that isn't Ernest Jones. Mad jeweler <laughs> um, of pros. Go, why not? Moss Bros. Um, I find it mad that... <laughs> Moss Bros, yeah? <laughs> yeah, Moss Bros. Is it, not Moss, is it Moss Bros? Yeah, Moss, Moss Bros. Bros. It should be Moss Bros, it rhymes. 
Anyway, Moss um, Brothers. I've just, I think it's, I think it, I love it. I really do because although it is stupid and it, any person in their right mind would never buy a Poundland engagement ring, there are going to be like 10 or 20 or so people who look at it and think that is a golden idea and convince themselves to do it. And then they just get shut down and it could ruin marriages. So, one thing I'm meant to ask what makes a Poundland engagement ring different from. Uh, just the ring branding like a, a Poundland the, ring. the price guess no, the contents it, of it's what Poundland it's from, right? it, no, no 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 it's no, Poundland the, the normal it's rings pound... are free for a pound <laughs> oh okay oh they're even cheaper so they're slightly more expensive than the normal they rings. are a whole and, different ring and this that is makes a, them they have been what are they... specifically branded they are cubic zirconia they are in six different colours including jade green and um, like a violety colour I've seen a photo um they have brought these out. They are, they haven't just repackaged old ones, which like they're famous for doing. These are brand new products they've introduced. I also find to think it cool that maybe like we'll see more homeless marriages from because of this. Like, I it's don't think such homeless people are worried about getting married so much as they're looking for. Got to hold on to something, yeah, man. I think they got other shit they need to get together before they start thinking about locking down their peace. I feel like your story, Brad, was pretty much saying Poundland does something silly, but it's not going to be a problem anyway. Regard well, we don't know. I'm sure someone's going to make this into a problem. No, there's knowing uh, human what, nature. What, what problem could possibly come from this, though? But Someone no, no, actually marriage. ruining their marriage by thinking this is a good idea. I think, yeah, but I think their marriage is doomed to begin with if they think that's acceptable. It could just be Tim nice but dim. You know, thinks is a like you know a more a more you know romantic and spend more money in the wedding, but completely mucks up his lines and end up going, "Hello, look, I've got one from Poundland. It was only a quid." He gets slapped in the face. I and he's left on be cheeky rascals out there that try and pretend it's expensive and just remove all the pound iron packaging and put I, it I don't nice think box. you'd be able to pretend very very much at all <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure fingers would go green within the day it's not going to ruin anything if it's if it ruins something then it was there to be ruined if it lasts then it's true love that is cool though I, I, I'm now waiting for the first successful use of this and I, 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 I want to shake the man of the hand shake the hand of the man who decided to do it and we'll, we'll come to you for an update with that at some point never Fraser <laughs> Your story. So, um, a man thought he would cure his back pain by injecting himself with a monthly dose of his own semen. Yeah, what's yeah. that to say about this? Song? The fact that this is the first ever registered version, like the first ever um, yeah. doctor official done it, is kind of just makes you think of what kind of wacky stuff are people doing to themselves. This, like, th- there's this whole uh, thing I have on, like, wh- how I find stories. There's a whole bunch of groups I follow. One of them is called Previously Unsaid Sentences in Human History. And this is, if there's ever been a case of this, that's it. This is honestly one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. I think what makes it weirder is that when he went to hospital, it's because he had back pain, not because he had a massive bump of his own semen floating around yeah. his arm. Uh, I feel like this is honestly one of your best stories you've ever brought to the table. Like, it's fantastically weird, and it made me ne- it made me gag consistently. And at, at the end of the day, on the other end of the spectrum, mad Irish bloke does something mad. Yeah, but in the context in which he's done that, I think is why this is yeah, a but, weird story. Yeah, but Paddy wearing um, shorts in the rain, because... I'm a wee bit bonkers. It's a bit different to I'm going to inject myself with a triple dose of my own semen. This one won't end up on the Tri Channel, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a YouTube tutorial. Yeah. Um, for the fact that I don't actually think this is, can't be the first time it's actually ever been done. It's first, the first. No, but it's the first to, guy who's but, willingly but the, 
but the woman has Wanted written a medical journal on yeah. the subject. So she's done the research and she and like she said, she checked the more eclectic forums and websites on the internet to see if anyone had used semen before. I reckon Mad Bad Allen in the nineteen twenties in like Toulouse, France, man, maybe did it. I reckon someone's done it. Which oh. is, I find insane that even I think in the it's been done it's been before, done. but I think this is the most this is the first apparent case documented case. Yeah. yeah. We also just get a round of applause for the title <laughs> off her. We had a round report. of applause. We, did, we literally in the actual show. A round of applause. I prefer the full title: "Semen the Harmless Back Pain: An Unusual Presentation of a Subcontinuous Abscess." <laughs> it's a good title. Way to stand out from the crowd. I it's like a good it. title and it's a good story. I would like that doctor to like do his rounds with his interns in the morning and just like slap. she, she. Sorry, women can be Come doctors. On. Absolutely. Sorry. Twenty nineteen. Anyway, like doing the round with her interns and just slapping a massive like report on the table. It's like, have I got one for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's stress down Friday. It also means wacky journal day. <laughs> okay, so you boys have all got your pieces of paper. Yes. Um, Let's you go. Mark down scores okay. out of five for story and for presentation, and then we'll come back and see who the is mm. and go home. Scores are in. Way. Right. Cool, cool, cool. I've done that every episode and no one ever joins in. It's the it's who wants millionaire to, stuff, right? It's the who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. I got that. Yeah. Get a lot the listeners get that too. Yeah. Even though I'm exhausted. Well, we'll be finished in like three minutes. Hopefully, I lose so I don't have to say any words. <laughs> in last place is Brad. Oh, sorry, Frozy, you're going to have to keep talking. <laughs> in third place is me. Oh, God. He somehow still dodged the talking. In second place is... Sorry, Fraser. It's Dylan. What? No, he has to talk now. So, Fraser, you win. Well done, Fraser. Hey, well done. Yeah, woo. Um, if anyone wants to trial the semen therapy, please do. And um, send us a video diary of how it goes. Yeah, don't do that. I, no, do it. Send no, it to don't. Fraser. It might be send it don't to do Fraser. it. Then it's DM him. Peace out. Keep it weird. Bye. You have been listening to News Munch. This episode was broadcast on CSR FM. To tune in live, listen to csrfm.com. All our jingles and music are made by Manav Kerr. And if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you very much for listening.